hello children children we have seen that in a democracy it is neither possible nor necessary for people to govern directly the most common form of democracy in our times is for the people to govern through their representatives today in chapter 3 electoral politics we will look at how these representatives are elected we begin the topic by understanding why elections are necessary and useful in a democracy we also try to understand how electoral competition among parties serve the people we then go on to ask what makes an election democratic the basic idea behind it is to distinguish democratic elections from non democratic elections so this module we take a look at each stage of elections from the drawing of boundaries of different constituencies to the declaration of results at each stage we ask what should happen and what does happen in elections and towards the end of the module we turn to an assessment of whether elections in india are free and fair here we also examine the role of the election commission in ensuring free and fair elections hum charcha ki shuruaat karte hain 1987 mein haryana mein hue rajya vidhan sabha chunav se judi ek akhbar ki khabar se haryana mein 1982 se congress party ki sarkar thi उस समय विपक्ष के एक नेता चौधरी देवीलाल ने न्याय युद्ध नामक आंदोलन का नेतृत्व किया और लोकदल नाम की एक पार्टी बनाई उनकी पार्टी ने विपक्षी दलों के साथ मिलकर कांग्रेस के खिलाफ एक मोर्चा बनाया उन्होंने अपने चुनाव प्रचार के दौरान उनकी पार्टी के चुनाव जीतने पर किसानों और छोटे व्यापारियों के कर्ज माफ करने का वादा किया हरियाणा के लोग तब की कांग्रेस सरकार से नाखुश थे इसीलिए वे चौधरी देवीलाल के वादे की तरफ आकर्षित हुए जब वहां चुनाव हुए तो लोगों ने लोकदल और उसके सहयोगी दलों के पक्ष में जमकर वोट दिए एंड फाइनली द रिजल्ट केम इन फेवर ऑफ लोकदल एंड इट्स पार्टनर्स देवन सेवेंटी out of 90 seats in the state assembly lokdal alone won 60 seats and thus had a clear majority in the assembly the congress could win only 5 seats once the election result were announced the sitting chief minister resigned chaudhary devilal became the chief minister As soon as he became the chief minister his government issued a government order waiving the outstanding loan of small farmers agricultural laborers and small businessmen his party ruled the state for 4 years the next elections were held in 1991 but this time his party did not win popular support The Congress won the election and formed the government. 
After hearing this story of newspaper, I would like to ask one question. What conclusion you draw from this story? gives an idea that election can lead to changes in the policy of the government any other conclusion sir people are unhappy with the ruling party and vote against it in the next election inke alawa koi aur nishkarsh sir jo party chunav jeetti hai wahi sarkar banati hai absolutely right we draw three conclusions from the story of haryana first It gives an idea that election can lead to changes in the policy of the government. Second, if people are unhappy with ruling party, then they vote against it in the next election. And third, the party that wins the election forms the government. Do you know when the last assembly elections was held in your state? Yes sir in our state Madhya Pradesh the last assembly elections were held in 2018 Okay can you tell me why do we need elections sir to elect our representative and to form government Fine imagine a democracy without elections and tell me can a rule of the people is possible without any elections if all the people can sit together every day and take all the decisions no sir sir kisi bhi bade samuday ke liye aisa karna sambhav nahi hai sir na yeh sambhav hai ki har kisi ke paas har mamle par faisla karne ka samay aur gyan ho rightly said that's why in most of the democracies people rule through their representatives acha bataiye is there a democratic way of selecting representatives without elections no sir kyun सर अगर ऐसा होगा तब फिर हम ये कैसे डिसाइड करेंगे कि कौन से लोग अपने नेता का चुनाव करेंगे और सर यदि हम मान भी लें कि यदि प्रतिनिधियों का चुनाव उम्र और अनुभव के आधार पर किया जा सकता है तब भी सर कौन सा अनुभवी है या किसके पास अधिक ज्ञान है इसको तय करने में थोड़ी परेशानी होगी सही है अगर हम मान भी लें कि लोग मिलजुल कर इन परेशानियों को दूर कर लेंगे देन इट इज क्लियर दैट सच अ प्लेस डज नॉट रिक्वायर इलेक्शंस दिस सिचुएशन रेजेस सर्टेन क्वेश्चंस लाइक कैन वी कॉल दिस प्लेस अ डेमोक्रेसी हाउ डू वी फाइंड आउट इफ द पीपल लाइक देयर रिप्रेजेंटेटिव्स और नॉट हाउ डू वी एंश्योर दैट दीज रिप्रेजेंटेटिव rule as per the wishes of the people how do we make sure that those who the people don't like do not remain their representatives to answer these questions it requires a mechanism by which people can choose their representatives at regular intervals and change them if they wish to do so 
this mechanism is called election therefore elections are considered essential in our times for any representative democracy in elections the voters make many choices like they can choose who will make laws for them they can choose who will form the government and take major decisions they can choose the party whose policies will guide the government and make the laws abhi humne baat ki ki hame chunav ki zarurat kyon hai ab hum baat karte hain un aadharon ki jo chunavon ko loktantrik mante hain athwa banate hain we all know that elections can be held in many ways all democratic countries hold elections but most non democratic countries also hold some kind of elections how do we distinguish democratic elections from any other election can any of you throw a light on it sir may i yeah sure sir we learned that in democratic elections everyone should be able to choose what i mean to say is that everyone should have one vote and every vote should have equal value secondly sir there should be something to choose from that is parties and candidates should be free to contest elections and should offer some real choice to the voters very good any other wants to say something sir choice should be offered at regular intervals for this election must be held regularly after every few years sir the candidate preferred by the people should get elected and sir election should be conducted in a free and fair manner where people can choose as they really wish all the points that you all mentioned are true and these might look like very simple and easy conditions but there are many countries where these are not fulfilled so in this module we will apply these conditions to the elections held in our own country to see if we can call these elections democratic hum sabhi ko chunav pratidwandita mein कुछ स्पष्ट नुकसान दिखते हैं इससे हर बस्ती में हर घर में बंटवारे जैसी स्थिति बन जाती है आपने भी अपने इलाके में सुना होगा कि लोग पार्टी पॉलिटिक्स फैलाने की शिकायत कर रहे हैं विभिन्न दलों के लोग एक दूसरे के खिलाफ आरोप लगाते हैं पार्टियां और उम्मीदवार चुनाव जीतने के लिए तरह तरह के हथकंडे अपनाते हैं समाज और देश की सेवा करने की इच्छा रखने वाले अच्छे लोग इन्हीं सब कारणों से चुनावी मुकाबलों में भाग नहीं लेते ऐसी स्थिति में मैं आपसे जानना चाहता हूं कि क्या राजनीतिक प्रतिद्वंदिता का होना अच्छी चीज है
Yes sir it is good to have political competition a political competition may have many limitations such as it can result in factionalism disunity and use of dirty tricks to win election however free competitions in elections work better in a long run sir many political parties prepare their manifestos in which they point out steps that they will take after they come to power the voter is in advantageous situation as he can assess the manifestos and party policies and decide the party to which he she wants to vote sir in any democracy elections are based on political competition and absence of competition hamper the working of democratic practice or institution सर एक बात और यदि कोई राजनीतिक पार्टी सिर्फ सत्ता में आने की इच्छा से ही आगे आई है तो भी उसे मजबूरन जनता की सेवा करनी होगी सर ये बिल्कुल वैसा ही है जैसे कोई दुकानदार सिर्फ अपने फायदे की सोचता हो फिर भी उसे मजबूरन अच्छी सेवा देनी पड़ती है क्योंकि यदि वह ऐसा नहीं करता तो ग्राहक दूसरी दुकान देखेगा सर इन शॉर्ट इट इज जस्ट लाइक गिव एंड टेक Okay fine on the basis of this discussion can we say that indian elections are democratic to answer this question let us take a look at how elections are held in our country in our country lok sabha and vidhan sabha or we call it assembly elections are held regularly after every 5 years After 5 years the term of all the elected representatives comes to an end. The Lok Sabha or Vidhan Sabha stands dissolved and elections are held in all constituencies at the same time either on the same day or within a few days. This is called general election. Sometimes election is held only for one or two constituencies. to fill the vacancies caused by death or resignation of member this is called by election here i will focus on general elections you learned about the people of haryana electing 90 mlas you may have wondered how they did that did every person in haryana vote for all the 90 MLS No sir In our country we follow an area based system of representation For this the country is divided into different areas for purposes of elections These areas are called electoral constituencies The voters who live in an area elect one representative for lok sabha elections the country is divided into 543 constituencies the representative elected from each constituency is called a member of parliament or mp similarly each state is divided into a specific number of assembly constituencies in this case the elected representative is called the member of legislative assembly 
or an MLA. Each parliamentary constituency has within it several assembly constituencies. Sir, हमने सुना है कि हमारे देश में कुछ निर्वाचन क्षेत्र आरक्षित हैं। क्या यह सही है? Yes, it is true. Sir, ये आरक्षित निर्वाचन क्षेत्र क्या होते हैं और इन्हें क्यों बनाया गया? Children, some constituencies are reserved for people who belong to scheduled caste and scheduled tribes. These are known as reserved constituencies. In a SC reserved constituency, only someone who belongs to the scheduled caste can stand for election. Similarly, only those belonging to the scheduled tribe can contest an election from a constituency reserved for ST. Currently, in Lok Sabha, 84 seats are reserved for the scheduled castes and 47 for the scheduled tribes. This number is in proportion to their share in the total population of the country. Now, your second question, why it is so? Children, our constitution entitles every citizen to elect their representative and to be elected as a representative. The constitution makers, however, were worried that in an open electoral competition, Certain weaker sections may not stand a good chance to get elected to the Lok Sabha and the state legislative assemblies. They may not have the required resources, education and contacts to contest and win elections against others. Those who are influential and resourceful may prevent them from winning elections. If that happens, our parliament and assemblies would be deprived of the voice of a significant section of our population. That would make our democracy less representative and less democratic. So, the makers of our constitution thought of a special system of reserved constituencies for the weaker sections. Sir, how can we know that who can vote in the election? It is decided on the basis of electoral rule. Sir, what is electoral rule? The electoral rule of a constituency is a list of all those people in that constituency who are registered to vote in the elections. This is commonly known as voters list. Only those people whose names are there in the electoral rule are allowed to vote as electors. The electoral rule is normally revised every year to add the names of those who are not less than 18 years on a qualifying date as on the first day of January of that year or have moved into the constituency and to remove the names of those who have died or moved out of the constituency. The updating of electoral rule is a continuous process which is interrupted only at the time of the elections during the period from after the last date of filing nominations till the completion of the elections. Sir, what is EPIC? EPIC stands for Election Photo Identity Card. 
its election photo identity card in the last few years a new system of epic has been introduced the government has tried to give this card to every person on the voters list the voters are required to carry this card when they go out to vote so that no one can vote for someone else but the card is not yet compulsory for voting for voting the voters can show many other proofs of identity like the ration card or the driving license sir what is nomination we learn that in democratic election people should have a real choice it means anyone who can be a voter can also become a candidate in elections but the candidate should be a minimum of 25 years age every person who wishes to contest an election has to fill a nomination form and give some money as security deposit the candidate has to make a legal declaration giving full details of serious criminal cases pending against the candidate details of the assets and liabilities of the candidate and his or her family and educational qualification of the candidate this information has to be made public this process is known as nomination sir is there any minimum education qualification required to contest election in india no there is no minimum education qualification required to contest election सर मेरा एक क्वेश्चन है कि जब देश के सभी जॉब्स के लिए किसी ना किसी एजुकेशनल क्वालिफिकेशन की जरूरत है तो एमएलए और एमपी जैसे इम्पोर्टेंट पोस्ट के लिए किसी एजुकेशनल क्वालिफिकेशन की जरूरत क्यों नहीं है गुड क्वेश्चन इन आर कंट्री पुटिंग एन एजुकेशनल क्वालिफिकेशन वुड गो अगेंस्ट द स्प्रिट ऑफ डेमोक्रेसी it would mean depriving a majority of country citizens the right to contest elections if for example a graduate degree like ba bcom or bsc was made compulsory for candidates more than 90% of the citizens will become ineligible to contest elections secondly even if education was relevant it should be left to the people to decide how much importance they give to educational qualifications sir what is the next procedure in the election after the nomination of the candidates after the nomination of the candidates they start campaigning it is conducted to have free and open discussion about who is a better representative and which party will make a better government in our country campaigns take place for a two week period between the announcement of the final list of the candidates and the date of polling during this period the candidates contact their voters political leader address election meetings and political parties mobilize their supporters in election campaigns political parties try to focus public attention on some big issues 
they wanted to attract the public to that issue and get them to vote for their party on that basis for example we have discussed about nyay yuddh movement of chaudhry devilal in haryana similarly the congress party led by mrs indira gandhi gave the slogan of garibi hatao in the lok sabha election of 1971 and janata party gave the slogan of save democracy in the lok sabha election of 1977 sir please tell us something about election laws and model code of conduct sure in a democracy it is best to leave political parties and candidates free to conduct their election campaigns the way they wanted to but it is sometimes necessary to regulate campaigns to ensure that every political party and candidate get a fair and equal chance to compete according to our election law no party or candidate can bribe or threaten voters they cannot appeal to them in the name of caste or religion they cannot use government resources for election campaign they cannot spend more than rupees 25 lakh in a constituency for a lok sabha election or rupees 10 lakh in a constituency in an assembly election if they spend more than this limit their elections can be rejected by the court even after they have been declared elected in addition to the laws all the political parties in our country have agreed to a model code of conduct for election campaigns according to this no party or candidate can use any place of worship for election propaganda they cannot use government vehicles aircrafts and officials for election and once election are announced minister shall not lay foundation stones of any projects ministers cannot take any big policy decisions they cannot make any promises of providing public facilities sir when does the election process get over the final stage of an election is the day when the voters cast or poll their vote that day is usually called the election day every person whose name is on the voters list can go to a nearby polling booth to cast their vote nowadays electronic voting machines which is also known as evm are used to record votes the machine shows the names of the candidates and the party symbols independent candidates to have their own symbols allotted by election officials once the polling is over all the evms are sealed and taken to a secure place a few days later on a fixed date all the evms from a constituency are opened and the votes secured by each candidate are counted the candidate who secures the highest number of votes from a constituency is declared elected in a general election usually the counting of votes in all the constituencies take place at the same time on the same day 
within a few hours of counting all the results are declared and it becomes clear as to who will form the next government in this way the whole election process get over after having such a discussion can you tell me what makes elections in india democratic sir may i sir in our country elections are conducted by an independent and very powerful election commission it enjoys the same kind of independence that the judiciary enjoys secondly there is a popular participation of voters in electoral process the interest of voters in election related activities has been increasing over the years and finally the acceptance of the election outcome of our country speaks for itself the powers of ec ec takes decisions on every aspects of conduct and control of elections from the announcement of elections to the declaration of results it implements the code of conduct and punishes any candidate or party that violates it during the election period the ec can order the government to follow some guidelines to prevent use and misuse of government power to enhance its chances to win elections or to transfer some government officials when on election duty government officials work under the control of election commission and not under the control of the government sir i would like to ask one final question what are the challenges to conduct free and fair elections in india Elections in India are basically free and fair. Sometimes this may not be true for every constituency. There are many limitations and challenges to Indian elections. Like candidates and parties with a lot of money may enjoy a big and unfair advantage over smaller parties. There is another big challenge that in some parts of our country candidates with criminal connection have been able to push others out of the electoral race and to secure a ticket from major parties some families tend to dominate political parties tickets are distributed to relatives from these families very often elections offer little choice to ordinary citizens as major parties are quite similar to each other both in policies and practice and we have seen that smaller parties and independent candidates suffer a huge disadvantage compared to big parties these challenges exist not just in india but also in many established democracies these deeper issues are a matter of concern for those who believe in democracy that is why citizens social activists and organizations have been demanding reform in our electoral system so at last we come to the conclusion that elections are compulsory to choose our representative who will form the government and make laws these elections should be democratic which have popular participation of the people in which 
the outcomes of the election is accepted to all that's all for today thank you all and have a nice day